In today's episode, we chat about how to determine if or when it's the appropriate time to disclose your child's autism diagnosis, as well as with whom that information should and should not be shared. Welcome to Embracing Autism, a podcast for parents of autistic children seeking advice and support while spreading awareness and acceptance of autism spectrum disorder. I'm Leah. And I'm Matt. And each week we will discuss our journey with autism and talk about how to embrace your child's individuality while providing guidance, tips, resources, and sharing our personal stories. This is Embracing Embracing Autism. Autism. Welcome back, Embracers. Still trying to get used to that one. Yeah, hopefully. It uh, sticks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So disclaimer, this episode is our opinion. Well, all of of them are opinions. opinions. Yeah. Obviously, like we're not trying to tell you what is best for you and your family. This is what we personally do. So don't shoot the messenger. You can pretty much just assume all our episodes are our opinions. So that's the disclaimer. It's a blanket disclaimer. We're just giving you our opinions. You can take it or leave it. We're not going to have hurt feelings. Okay. With that being said, what is this topic? The topic for today is disclosing an autism diagnosis. And for me, it's a really important one. I honestly have a lot of experience with this in terms of my own learning disabilities and how this impacted me growing up. It's something that I'm really going to focus on with my kids because of that. Now, I guess for you, did you actually have anyone like disclose it? No, I never knew. (laughs) So that's the funny part. And that's this is why I think it's important. When I grew up and I had these learning disabilities, I never knew. I mean, I knew I was going to therapies for certain things, but I didn't really know that it was all part of a bigger picture of a diagnosis. And I knew that I went to evaluations, but I never really saw the paperwork that came from those evaluations. And I never had a talk with my parents that sat me down and explained to me hey, you have these learning disabilities, your brain works differently, you might struggle with X, Y, and Z. And because of that, I always just thought that I was like down and incompetent, couldn't keep up with my peers, that sort of thing. And that, that's how mine was too. I don't remember ever like sitting down. I just know that like when I was actually in most of my school, I was always being like pulled out and put in like another like side class whenever we would do like reading and some other subjects. And I just always assumed I was like slower than like the rest of the class. I thought I was dumb, but it, it might've been helpful to actually have been kind of pulled aside by someone and kind of said like, Hey, like you're still like super great at all these other things. It's just, you struggle a little bit more in these areas and just kind of laying it out like that. But I'm not sure if it's just like no one wants to like hurt your feelings. I'm not sure what the reasoning is though. I have seen a couple of different approaches from parents. I have seen the denial and that is kind of the, well, if I don't tell them that they're autistic, then they won't be as autistic. They somehow think that by not disclosing the diagnosis to the child, that that will hide the fact that they are autistic or have some sort of learning disabilities. And I don't really understand the logic behind that, honestly, because, I mean, they got a diagnosis for a reason, because they are experiencing these challenges. It's already obvious to everyone. And not disclosing it doesn't make it go away. It doesn't make the struggles go away. It doesn't make the challenges go away. So to me, that's probably the worst thing you could do is just pretend you never got a diagnosis. But I feel like in a way that kind of pushes the burden of truth of telling the child off of you onto them. So then potentially kind of like both of us, we grew up thinking like, oh, maybe I'm just dumb and everyone else is just smarter than me. Versus like if we actually had that conversation with someone who is knowledgeable, just explaining like, no, you're good in these areas, but you you have a little bit of struggle here. You have some sensory aversions here and just kind of laying it out just so we're more aware because obviously we already understand what's going on in our mind. We already have our way of thinking. So it's not like 
it disappears by not the elephants in the room. Like you can ignore it, but like you might as well like kind of point it out. Honestly, I hate to use this metaphor, but it's kind of like if somebody has cancer and you know that they have cancer, but you don't tell them because you don't want them to suffer. The logic behind that just doesn't make sense to me because if you tell them, they can do something about it. If you don't tell them, they still have cancer. They just can't do anything about it. So I kind of feel like that is similar. And I'm not equating autism to cancer at all. That's why I thought it was a bad metaphor. But I think that it's similar in the sense that if there's something that you can do to help yourself, to accommodate yourself, to make life easier for yourself, you're not going to be able to do that if you don't know what the problem is. Right. The first way to address or work towards resolving a problem is to address that the problem is even there. By sweeping it under the rug, you're kind of pushing that off as not validating that struggle. This is controversial in the sense that I know that there are people who are of the camp of saying autism isn't a problem. It's just a difference. It's that shirt that I see all the time. It's a different ability. And I understand the sentimentality behind that. Like, I understand the intention behind that. But I also think that viewing it that way can be kind of harmful because it minimizes the struggles that that person is going through. Me, for example, as a neurodiverse individual who's gone through a lot of struggles because of my neurodiversity, I personally would not like it if somebody said, oh, you're not struggling. You just think differently. And I'm like, well, I think differently, but because I think differently, I'm getting really screwed over in a lot of parts of my life. So I don't really like that way of thinking about it because it doesn't really touch on the areas that you need support in. It kind of minimizes it so that it feels like it's swept under the rug. Right. And I've even heard people as far as like describing autism, basically saying like, oh, it doesn't that just mean like you're super advanced in a particular area? And they're like, it's almost kind of like a superpower. And it's like, well, okay, you do have some individuals who are have what is it? The splinter? Yeah, splinter skills. Right. Okay. You do have that, but they also potentially have the other struggles. So you might have extreme sensitivity to light or sound. Yes. Could be great with like numbers, for example. But by basically saying, oh, you're a superhero, you're kind of basically saying like, oh, if you're a superhero, then we're kind of ignoring all the other struggles. And that's the only component that someone's focused on. It's like, well, no, like you have your struggles. And I mean, just like they do as well. It's You have to recognize that they are struggles. Yeah. Like for me, I've always been really great at writing. It's just been like my special talent is that I'm really, really good at doing like research and writing things. And that's partially why I chose it as my career. But I could not do math to save my life. And it's not applicable across the board. And again, the splinter skills, it's something like, what, 2% of autistic individuals that even have splinter skills? It's like a significant minority. So to basically make a blanket statement or assumption that all autistic individuals have some sort of superpower is not really authentic. But if you get outside of the, the community of parents or anyone who has like an autistic child, I think it's because they see like Hollywood movies where they kind of focus only on that specific thing. And then they just assume that's everyone. So when it comes to disclosing the diagnosis, that's why it's kind of important to me in terms of like the context, because we have a couple of questions here. One is, when do I disclose it to my child? And who else do I share this with? The perception of autism is kind of important here. When it comes to the child, I'm just a huge advocate of telling them as soon as you feel like they're capable of understanding. It's so important. I know we've said it in other episodes, and I'm just going to reiterate it again. I truly, truly believe the earlier you can tell them that you feel like they can understand and comprehend what you're saying, the better. And it's not basically just sitting them down being like, so you have autism. 
you can explain it more simplistic than that. Basically kind of go into, okay, what does that mean? I can tell someone off of the street, my child has autism, but that doesn't tell them anything. They don't know the individual struggles with sensory input. You can basically say, hey, we've noticed from a very young age that you struggle with loud noises. You struggle with bright lights, letting them know individual components that they have struggles with. And then basically working from that, explaining kind of the idea of what autism is. Yeah. And honestly, I would probably, me personally, I probably wouldn't phrase it in you struggle with because to me that feels kind of like we're blaming them, like they are the reason why. I feel like the best way to do it is more like pointing out how the environment impacts them. So maybe instead of saying you struggle with bright lights, maybe saying something like bright lights are really harsh on you. Like, I don't know, like well, bright say, lights say, really irritate your eyes or like something like. Or you have a sensitivity to like yeah. bright lights. For but example. even so, like I would rather put the blame on the lights than the kid. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, lights well, are too bright. You right. Know? Of course. Cause I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, it's not, the, I mean, anyone's fault. I mean, right. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't go into it as far as just saying you have autism. I would kind of go. Yeah. Here's a book, read, (laughs) figure it out. Yeah, Yeah, don't do that. The other reason that I think is important is because when I found out that I had executive dysfunction, I had no idea what that meant. And without giving me examples of what that meant, I didn't know really or understand how I had that. So for me, it would be like, sometimes you struggle with being able to keep track of your items. You you might lose things frequently. And then I would just get like an aha moment, like, oh my gosh, yes, you're right. I do. That, that's so hard for me. So I feel like if you approach it that way and kind of be like, you know, we've noticed that sometimes when there's a lot of people over at the house, you get really quiet and you shut down and you end up leaving the room. You might have sensitivity to like crowded spaces and noises. We want to just make sure that we're aware of this, so that we know how to accommodate you. And we want to make sure that we're talking to you about these things because we want to make sure that we get your input on how we can best accommodate you. If you're able to have the conversation with them, they're probably already aware of what their sensitivities are. It might be just kind of like the aha moment that you mentioned that someone else has like recognized that, okay, we're going to help you work with this, letting them know essentially. It's not like they have no knowledge of as far as like, oh, when it's super bright outside, or I mean, not necessarily even bright outside, I have to like cover my eyes or same thing with sounds. Yeah, like Um, they'll notice if they're constantly trying to wear sunglasses. We just had a little friend visit the studio. There was a little mouse that just scurried across the floor. We got distracted for like a hot second. <laughs> Sorry. We should give him a name. He's our studio mascot now. Jimmy. Jimmy John. Okay. Okay. We got Jimmy John. <laughs> Man, can you tell we have ADHD? This is like textbook. Anyway, back on topic. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, as I was saying, your your child is aware of the different sensitivities that they have. So by you pointing it out, they would already have that knowledge because they've been growing up with it. So, I mean, it's not anything necessarily new that they would know. It's just kind of, we're all on the same team. We're all working together to help make life better for you, essentially. And again, this is going to be heavily dependent upon what your child's understanding level is and how significantly they're impacted by autism. So, if you have a child that you don't feel like they would really benefit from that conversation, like they wouldn't really understand, then this might not be a conversation you have with them. But if you do feel like this is a child who is understanding that they are being, for example, bullied, or they are noticing that they're being treated differently, that's, to me, a sign that they should be having this conversation with you. Right. And I was going to say, like, our, our daughters are approaching, what, four and three in the next like couple of months. And I mean, obviously, they're not at 
the age where it's even beneficial to. Yeah, we haven't told them that because there's not really any point at their age yet. It wouldn't mean anything. Yeah. But as soon as they start venturing out towards making friends, going to school, that sort of thing, that's when it becomes a little more important because they're going to notice that they are different. And we want to make sure that when they notice that, that they notice it's not a bad thing. Right. I mean, because honestly, because they're going to be looking, I think, for answers as to, okay, why is this the way that the world is? You might be able to shed some light on it, give some comfort and let them know that, hey, you're not alone. The other thing that I have seen a lot of people ask about, this is something that I personally get a little bit frustrated about. It's when parents ask, how is the best way that I should come out with my child's autism diagnosis? Or should I put my child's autism diagnosis on my Facebook page and announce it to all my friends and family? Honestly, that to me is a very difficult topic. I get really frustrated about that because I feel like it's not really in a parent's place to publicly disclose their private medical diagnosis without the child's consent. And we've actually mentioned that before, I think, in like the first season, kind of taboos in like the autism world. I mean, it kind of goes in, in line with the autism moms or dads. What is the reason? What is your goal, I guess, with disclosing that? Are you saying it to basically try and promote yourself or whatever? Like, like what's the end goal? Right. Basically. I mean, is it for the benefit of the child or is it for the benefit of you? And I think that is kind of the what you kind of want to reflect a little bit on. I do feel like most people do it with good intentions. I just think that it's sometimes kind of premature in the sense that they might not have considered all the consequences to that. For example, your child could be going to school. They could have a parent who is on your Facebook, who is the parent of somebody at school who perhaps may bully them, or maybe it's somebody that doesn't bully them, but likes to spread rumors. So that could eventually get to their school, it could get to their friends, and it could lead to bullying. And again, if your child isn't even aware they have the diagnosis, it could end up to them finding out about it through the grapevine rather than directly from you. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, that brings up the great question of like, okay, if you were to disclose the diagnosis, who would be a good person to disclose it to? Personally, in my opinion, the only people that you should disclose this diagnosis to is your child, your immediate family who's going to be impacted by it daily, and people who are important in that child's life. Like if they have a caretaker, their teacher, their school staff, if they do go to church, maybe whoever's taking care of them there, it should be people who are responsible for the well-being of your child. And pretty much, I feel like not really anyone else except for family and maybe close friends. Yeah, I would say close friends would, I mean, kind of fall into the family category. But again, I think, because you mentioned as far as like um, caretakers and such. So, I mean, obviously like the therapist would be aware of that, but in like the case church, uh, Mm -hmm. like people helping at like a nursery, for example. Again, I think we also mentioned in some cases, you might even not need to disclose the diagnosis of autism. You might just need to disclose the sensory issues that they might have. Like for our daughter, we were based, I don't think we ever told them that she had Autism. No, we never told them she had autism. We said that she had sound sensitivities right. and that she had a language disorder so she couldn't communicate effectively. Because that's really important because she was not able to communicate when she was in pain or anything like that. Honestly, that probably helped her further because they knew exactly what to focus on. Oh, okay, making sure that the classroom is a little more quiet or if we're not able to regulate the, the sounds of the other children. 
we can kind of remove her versus kind of just dropping the bomb of she has autism and then kind of from there figure it out kind of thing. (laughs) Right. And you can always arm people with the information of how to resolve certain things. So instead of saying, oh, my child's autistic, you can say, hey, if you see that my child is putting her hands over her ears, it means that she's having a hard time with these sounds. Just give her these pair of earmuffs and she'll be fine. I know that in some situations, we might want to disclose a diagnosis or we might feel like it's beneficial to disclose the diagnosis. But I now have learned over time to think of that more carefully because every time we mention it, it's like leaving a paper trail, especially on the internet. Every time we mention it somewhere, it's permanently stamped on the internet. People can find that 20 years down the line. If this kid ends up being high functioning and can have a career and doesn't want to disclose their diagnosis, they might have somebody find out about it on the internet without them wanting to. Yeah, I definitely think kind of think twice about the purpose for disclosing and if it's absolutely necessary and then gauging from that yes or no. And if you don't necessarily need to disclose it, like in the case of us going to church in the nursery, you don't have to. You can give them the individual elements that they would be able to accommodate your child and you didn't need to even disclose the diagnosis. And honestly, me personally, all of these learning disabilities and everything that I've struggled with, I never honestly have ever disclosed those up until this podcast. So (laughs) honestly, none of my friends know that I have any disabilities. Nobody that I grew up with knew. I literally just chose for the first time to disclose it to you guys on this podcast because I felt like it would be hypocritical of me to talk about my children and not be willing to talk about my own experiences. And I want them to grow up being proud of themselves despite their learning disabilities and despite their autism. So I felt like it was just appropriate that I basically, quote unquote, come out. But again, that was my choice. I got to choose that. And I would have been really upset if my parents had taken that choice away from me. Yeah, definitely an interesting location to, <laughs> to I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it makes perfect sense I mean, when you explain it, but definitely an interesting situation on when you would disclose. <laughs> I know. I go from telling not a soul to telling oh. tens of thousands of people across the world. Go well, me. You're, you're overdue. I mean, you're, you're in your 30s. I mean, might as well just go bam and <laughs> announce it to a bunch Everybody. of people. Exactly. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on this. It's really just a matter of make sure you're being careful and considerate about who and what you say when it comes to the autism diagnosis. Flip the cards a little bit. So if if you were diagnosed with autism, would you need everyone to say on your behalf that, oh, you have autism? Like, I mean, I guess it, it depends. Like, if you yourself wouldn't want it to be known to the world, how do you think your child would relate to that? And sometimes people forget that it, it's part of your medical history. It's your medical record. It's your medical information. It's equivalent to me basically saying like, Susie has a UTI. I'm going to go post on Facebook. Hey, everyone, Susie has a UTI. Well, maybe Susie doesn't want the whole world to know that. That's private medical information. That's true. Or right? maybe, maybe Susie does. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying sometimes people lose sight of the fact that autism is actually like a medical diagnosis as well. And there's still things like medical privacy, like that's still important. And there's laws about that for a reason. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. So, I mean, I would definitely weigh your options and just decide if it's beneficial or what the reasoning is for disclosing and just kind of go from there. But again, I totally understand why it's necessary in some situations. So you kind of have to use your own like critical thinking to see, is this an appropriate time? Obviously, talking about your medical providers or people who are working really closely with your child or people who are responsible for the well-being and taking care of your child. 
those people, it's probably going to be important to let them know, but maybe not the mailman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because when you think about it, it's all for the best benefit of the child. And that's kind of what it comes down to. I mean, it's not like we're saying don't disclose it to anyone because like you should be like ashamed of it. I mean, that's not what we're saying. We're saying it's sometimes not any of our business to disclose something that isn't ours to disclose. Being okay with your own diagnosis and being willing to talk about and feel comfortable in your own skin is something that is an empowering process. It's kind of like a coming of age type of situation. When we take that opportunity away from our children by doing it for them, we're kind of doing them a disservice and we could potentially end up building resentment within them. Because for me, I felt like that power was taken away from me. And I don't really want to do that to my child because I struggled with that. That's fair. But again, (laughs) we believe in parenting autonomy. So you don't have to take our advice. At the end of the day, you are the parent. You do what's best for your child. You know your child best. This is just how we feel and how we plan on raising our kids. Exactly. Just Leah and Matt's opinion. Yes. Disclaimer. So basically, just to wrap up, this was the final episode of our season where we are actually recording our content. We have a special surprise for you guys starting this season. We mentioned in our trailer that we are now doing the Embracing Autism IRL or In Real Life live stream video spinoff series. We've already had a couple of those episodes air live, but now what we will also do is add the audio to the end of these seasons. So we're going to give you one bonus episode next week, and it will be the audio version of that live clip video. And otherwise, we're wrapping up season three, Hearth and Home. Yes. So I hope you enjoy that and stick around. Bye. Bye. To review, we discussed why it's important to carefully consider who and where you share your child's autism diagnosis and how you can instead use specific challenge areas such as light sensitivity, difficulty communicating to get their needs met. We also noted the significance of disclosing your child's diagnosis to them as early as possible in order to empower them with the tools they need to succeed and learn self-acceptance. Tune in to our final episode of the season with the audio premiere of the Embracing Autism IRL spinoff. In this audio version of the video live stream, you will hear us sit down and discuss all things autism with the founder of Kind Theory, Summer Wakar. This is Embracing Autism.